What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Keeping It Real podcast. Uh, and today I have a guest with me uh, who I've actually met early, early in my journey as an entrepreneur getting into this online marketing space. Uh, originally, I think saw him or met him through my friend Yazir. Uh, this is probably 2017. And, uh, you know, the first time we met was at Jason Capital's event. And what I like about this podcast is this is not just an, op- you know, uh, an opportunity for me to introduce you guys to entrepreneurs, but it's also a way for me to catch up with people I haven't talked to in a long time. So today, you know, I'm going to get to learn a little bit more about Blake, just ask him questions on what he's been doing. I know uh, you were traveling for a bit. I know you live in Puerto Rico. We're going to touch on all of that. But without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to uh, Blake. Blake Tovez, is that how, how you pronounce your last name, bro? Yep, that's exactly how you pronounce it. Thank you. Perfect, man. Perfect. So, Blake, that's man, it. go ahead and give like a mini introduction of, you know, who you are, what you do, and we'll get on with the podcast, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Just short introduction. Uh, grew up in Oklahoma, small town. Mom and dad had me at a teenage age, and uh, they say you can only do two things in small towns as a teen, make babies or do drugs. <laughs> Luckily, I'm the product of both. So no, I'm just kidding. I don't think they did drugs, but oh my god, uh, I, I I went ahead and you know learned about online marketing after you know getting Ty Lopez's ad. And at that point, I had been fed up with like the college thing because they're trying to make me do gen ed classes, and I'm over here wanting to learn about entrepreneurship. So tried the network marketing, you know, selling shakes, failed miserably. Um, and then I tried SMMA, failed miserably because of how I was reaching out to people, just doing the door knocking wearing a ill-fitting suit in the summer heat knocking doors with broke ass business owners that have never seen over 200 grand in their bank account in their life that are just you know chilling doing their small time thing i had zero situational awareness of what million millionaire businesses needed or wanted and it wasn't until i actually flew out to hollywood and uh got went over to ty lopez's house got around you know jason capital got around a bunch of these other players to just realize, wow, it's actually a lot simpler to make money online than people make it out. You just have to acquire some skills. And then it just sucks that a lot of people, they have terrible partners. And so they can't have really lucrative profit sharing deals, which is what I what I ran into in the in the last two years was a very lucrative profit sharing deal that uh, put me in a position to move out here to Puerto Rico. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at now, man. Awesome. Awesome. And um, th- th- thank you for the short, brief introduction of yourself and just uh, telling that um, even with me, man, I started with Ty Lopez as well. So it's always good to hear that, you know, I feel like he's the guy. I, I, a lot of people I've met in the marketing space, they all say they started with the Ty Lopez SMMA course or the 67. So that's always interesting to me. But um, let's talk about where you're at right now, man, Puerto Rico. Um, I, know, I know there's a big tax incentive to move out there. Was that one of the main reasons you moved out there? And how do you like living out there? Yeah, good spot. Anybody, if you're listening to this and you're in the United States, it's like the only spot you can go to get 0% taxes on capital gains. So if you're a trader, it's literally your paradise. And then if you're a business owner like me, I don't do really any trading at all. Um, 100% of your income, well, only 2% goes to the government in, in this area, all right, of your of your business income. If you make over 3 million, only 4%. So now that we got the tax benefits out of the way, the trade-offs are you got to live here for six months out of the year. Uh, you got to learn Spanish to some degree or else people will give you a funny look. And you have to enjoy being on the beach for most of the year and being out in the sun 
getting grounded to the earth and its human residence and super fresh air and fresh food. So if that's a problem for you, then you should probably go somewhere else. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I talked to Hayden the yeah. other week as well, and I know he's out in oh, Puerto yeah. Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're telling me a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, how are you liking the trade-off, man? Just you know, um, being in Puerto Rico versus I think where were you living most? Uh, were you spending most of your time in California before? Yeah, yeah, for for two years of my life, and I think uh, the decision comes down to like what are your current values right now, and so if your values are community and connection. And you have a lot of that for where you're at right now. And you've built up a good social circle, a good network that feeds you, that gives you, you know, the the life force to keep building. All right. Keep progressing in life. You feel like you're growing. Then it could be difficult to get away from that. But for me, I necessarily didn't have any like social circle built in my immediate vicinity. I, I lived with my girlfriend for two years and just had my business partner and a couple friends here and there that lived out in Las Vegas where, where I spent uh, 2020 and 2021. So when I moved out here, I didn't have any friends. There's actually three people I knew that lived out here. Trevor Burke, who is, uh, uh, he, he was doing credit uh, courses. Uh, Tanner Plains, of course you know Tanner. And then uh, Hayden, those are the three, three cats that I knew. Uh, and there's some other people I've met along the way as well that are in our space of, of you know digital marketing, Mm-hmm. Um, various aspects, but a lot of crypto investors. And so it piqued my interest in the crypto world. And I got connected with a lot of very wealthy and young people and just going to these events where they're talking about all these big ideas. It's a good, it's a good environment if you are growth oriented and you're into those sort of subjects. Right. No, I can, I can definitely see that. I mean, like you said, it, it's a it's a heaven for traders, right? So if you're doing crypto or trading, I mean, I I think one of my f- trader friends as well, Trader Kang, he's out there. I don't know where in Puerto Rico. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Says, I was yeah, just texting him. He got he got back last night. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. or not last night, like the other day. And uh, yeah, he's he's a party animal. I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he is, man. I haven't seen bro in like actually. You know what? Where I met you is where I met Trader Kang, Jason Capital's event. Now that I remember. Okay. Yeah, bro. And then I- He I was got, there too. Okay. I'll have to- yeah, he, he was, bro. He was. And the way I got to meet him was, I think, after I knew one of the speakers, J-Max, and he asked me, he's like, yo, if you want to yeah. come to dinner with some speakers, I was like, I'm down. And then uh, Trader Kang was there. And then we connected. And it's funny because I think the first place we went to, we went to a random club in Newport. And I was 18 yeah. then. And then I remember I still showed my car. I'm like, fuck it. I'll try to get in, man. I was like, shit, whatever. And he let me in. And I remember we were just chilling with Trader Kang and Broski was breakdancing. That shit caught me off guard when Broski just started breakdancing. I was like, yo, this is lit. So shout out Trader yeah. Kang, man. I had to, to share that real quick. <laughs> but yeah, um, Definitely. Yeah, it's crazy Curly, how events like you know, that can change you. Oh, okay. for real, man. The, yeah. the people that you meet, like what you learned, that was, I would say out of all the events I've been to, I, that was, that has always stuck out to me of like being my favorite. Like I was very present there. Um, mm-hmm. I think the energy was high. Jason definitely knows, to, you know, how to, how to run a good event. I got to give him props on that. But um, yeah. yeah, wanted to ask, man, I know you've been involved in network marketing, um, you know, SMMA. What are you, what, are, what is your current main focus? Like, you know, what do you, what is it that you do right now? Yeah. So I dropped the agency model like back in 2019 because I mm-hmm. was popping around from niche to niche. And what I didn't realize is the uh, incredible case study that I had before working with Ricky Gutierrez and TechBud Solutions. You know, I had this cool chatbot do some work and get their uh, sales up. And then, you know, working with Ty, like I had a case study 
and the rep to do to, to accelerate my career. I just didn't take advantage of it mm-hmm. until middle of 2019. I sent out an email and I connected with the guy who's a YouTuber and then we launched uh, his programs, started selling them through uh, direct messages. Uh, well, he actually already had a program, but we launched new ways of selling them. So hired some VAs, got my girlfriend at the time to help me sell in the DMs. And then, yeah, that evolved into us launching a coaching program along with uh, hiring some sales reps. And then uh, March or February, or sorry, March or April 2020, yeah, we uh, we really accelerated the coaching program and um, brought on more reps, more sales team leaders, and it grew pretty quick. So we had three sales team leaders at one point with 20 closers and a team of setters and outbound prospecting people. And it was, it was cool. I was like in two masterminds, uh, learning about how to manage this. And I got a, uh, a lot of experience from, from that, uh, working as more of like a ops head or head of growth. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. We were able to hit, you know, our first million month in December, 20, 20, uh, was it 2020? Yeah, 2020. And it was actually a million two. And we went from 500 being our best month to a million two. And then we had two or three more months of million months. And then overall selling about some of my uh, most recent posts uh, about head of growth training. I, I train people on how to do this now. Uh, but we made 6.9 million before uh, we... But had to really slow it down, shut it down because of uh, just it was an unsustainable model. Because mm-hmm. with the stock market, right, when people lose interest in the stock market, it becomes unsustainable because you need the community. Right. If you have community element to what you're selling and people are cannot get value out of the community, it's much harder to sell. And so closing rate mm-hmm. goes down, reps get pissed off, reps leave, they go to better offers. And so, right. you know, there's always a life cycle on an offer. Wow. Always, as shitty as it sounds, there's always a life cycle. There's always a life cycle, and that's the nature of social media marketing. Like, there's techniques that will work, and they'll work for maybe a month, maybe mm-hmm. two weeks. I was just watching this video of this guy. He had a couple of virtual machines popped up, and he was uploading, you know, thousands of YouTube shorts to an e-commerce brand. He made eighty grand from that, but then YouTube patched it, so it no longer works. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that are really hard to patch like a solid sales letter and a solid sales team to uh to sell that so um but like discord we made two mil from discord wow stuff we did now will not work anymore via discord because of what happened with crypto and all the discord bots spamming people yeah bro that was oh my god the amount of discord servers i left in yeah, that's facts, man. That actually did ruin a lot of things. Now I think about it and I talk about that for sure. Something that you mentioned earlier, which kind of relates to what you just talked about now, is you said once you went to Ty Lopez and kind of started getting into this industry more and learning more, you said you realized things were more simpler than people make it to be, right? And I know you mentioned skills acquisition, which I'm big on. I would like I would like for you to touch on that a little bit more, man. Just expand on that as I believe the people listening usually are existing business owners or aspiring business owners. Uh, or entrepreneurs. So I think this would be great to hear uh, from your perspective. So when I say simpler, I mean, this is coming from a guy who I would take modafinil, loads of caffeine, you know, try to enhance my brain in order to consume all the information 
that I was consuming. It was the wrong approach for going about it. You know, you, you get the login codes to some site that gives you access to a bunch of courses and you go through and you go crazy on it and you don't apply 90% of what you are learning about and you avoid, you, you actively avoid doing the income producing activities, you know, those IPAs mm-hmm. that you should be doing. And so getting really clear on those IPAs and then being honest about how your energy is being used. What I feel is a big pandemic right now is um, we are really afraid to connect with people. And then we would avo- we would activate avoidance maneuvers, mm-hmm. activate our, um, you know, numb, numb, the, numb the problem or numb myself so I don't see the problem, which could look like you jerking it off in front of the computer and then losing the, you know, you know, life force energy that you need to conduct the rest of your daily activities. And then you put off what you were supposed to do today onto tomorrow and the next week and the next month. That's one. The second is you keep hanging out with the weirdos that are not growth oriented for whatever reason. And uh, that still need to wake up and you're just getting your time drained over there. And then maybe you got girls around too, or you just are chasing them. And it's not uh, conducive with building your business. And, you know, living with like I, I lived with with women for uh, over the last three years, probably about uh, 40 to 50 percent of the time of my mm-hmm. three years of the last three years, 40 to 50 percent of the time I have been in the physical presence of a woman living in the household. And I could say that my life is a lot better, even though it's in the short term, it sounds like a great idea because it's like, yeah, I can get down to it. And, you know, you have this feminine presence and all that. It's really not a good idea, Mm -hmm. especially for young men. Like you need to be cultivating this focus muscle because what the Chinese are doing with TikTok is taking away your focus muscle muscle. There is this astral bull, you could call it. Like imagine there is this bull and that bull is you and your drive to want to uh, be passionate about, you know, connecting with women and and and, you know, having sex or maybe just getting into this acquisition mode of like getting things. Okay. That bull when unrestrained and you don't watch that, you don't steal your mind can get out of hand and you could have an inflamed nervous system that leads to burnout or it leads to you, you know, going like putting on some headphones, listening to ghost main, and then just sitting in your room doing nothing for for the next, uh, you know, several hours just scrolling through whatever to keep numbing and you don't go to the gym at all Mm -hmm. so it's like these numbing cycles these coping mechanisms that people fall into especially when they first get started because they acquire all this information their paradigms getting broken through and it's not just the information alone that you need it's like somebody to hold your hand and a tribe of men to hold you accountable to that you know you need coaching you need a community of people that are like already you know, where you want to be, or they're on the journey as well. And they can call you out as needed. And whenever, especially whenever you're living with somebody that is like, a, you know, you're lovey dovey and all that, you don't always address, you know, the shadow aspects of yourself. And you just can sometimes get into the um, cycle of using them as an escape. Mm-hmm and not addressing what your true desires are for what you want to build because i got 10 younger siblings man and no way they're getting old. damn yep yep they're getting old when i say getting old they're coming of age and so how can i acquire more information more modalities 
to make sure that whenever life gives them a platter of shit, they know which way to throw it and they don't just let it sit there. Because it does happen. Um, and then breath work has been one of the most transformational mm -hmm. things. Breath work and then, you know, going to, I've been to four uh, Joe Dispenza workshops, which oh, is about seven days each. And he applies his breath work and meditation methodologies to still your mind. And then your brain turns into a different uh, frequency. Like if you were to hook your brain up to a scanner, it, it literally moves at a you know, different frequency. And that gives your cells new information and your biology is upgraded. And you do not leave the same person as you came in. And so go, investing in more of those experiences would like anybody who's listening to this, whether it's Joe Dispenza or it's uh, Eckhart Tolle or it's, you know, Wim Hop. It, one of these guys that are putting on an event, you need to go put down two, three grand onto one of these events or do like a one on one session because, you know, I've done the hypnosis. I've done mm -hmm. a lot of these modalities. And I think the culmination of them all together just helps you readjust your baseline mm -hmm. for what you believe is possible for yourself it's not right. just like a go on the yacht experience the yacht smell the leather leather you know damn pena right it's, it's not just that that you got to do in the material you have to literally change your energy about it you got to change the way your cells are communicating with each other they right. got to move in union and coherence if you want to come up with the creative ideas that are going to move you forward if you're living by the hormones of stress and you're taking a pre-workout as soon as you wake up in the morning and then you're headed to the gym smashing heart style music and then you're jittery for the rest of the day because you didn't do a meditation that could do well for you stacking on muscle it did well for me because i just described a scenario that i was doing for several months mm -hmm. it helped me put on muscle but I, I neglected my meditation practice because i was wired and i didn't want to feel like sitting down so i mean for those who are wired and feel like sit don't feel like sitting down i mean you just you got to do more of the breath work and you right. got to schedule it in because that's an activity in your mind. It's like, oh, I scheduled it in. And if you do it with somebody else, that means you're not going to avoid it. Yeah. Accountability. So like, go to the class. Yeah. Hell yeah. I want to touch on a couple, couple of things. Sure, there sure. Because I do agree with you on the whole focus thing. I even I think in one of the slides that I made, I call it the modern day pandemic is no one can focus, you know. Um, and you can look at it in a good way because or you can look at it in a bad way. Like, shit, we're all doing in a good way. It's like, oh. All the people I'm quote unquote competing with, let's just say, like, no, you know, it's like no one can do it. So if I do it, I'm literally just going to excel better than people. Uh, something I want to ask, because um, I think most people, you know, um, or most people in the entrepreneur space, I feel like a lot of advice is very short term, like this hustle bustle culture, uh, you know, exactly what you said, you know, just taking all these um, substances and, and such to just kind of, you know execute on things and do the day-to-day -day things when did you come to the realization of like okay like damn like you know i need to focus on this part of my life as well not just the material part not just like the hustle part but also making sure that i'm good mentally like the breath work size the meditation side of things when did you come into the realizations of that and what are some other things that you do as well on top of that to make sure that you know you are more present and grounded uh so a couple things and i and this is this is going to be very I don't, a lot of people don't talk about this so uh number one just having mystical experiences from the meditations made me realize how important it is but you forget them after they happen it's like a week later okay i'm back into the familiar or whatever uh 
Secondly, you, you experience synchronicities that are too damn synchronistic and you tuned this. into it. I felt this. I've been feeling this a lot lately. I talk, I talk. I actually want to ask you about synchronicity in a bit, but I'm gonna let you finish because that, that's so cool that you mentioned that. I want I want to talk about that in a bit too. You experience more synchronicities in your life, and especially if you've been meditating and tuning in to specific, say it's you want to tune into more abundance or tune into more love or tune into more experiences of freedom, then you will experience synchronicities that align with that experience. So you're drawing the 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 what you're tuning into to you in the, in the present moment. So I had this happen because we went to a workshop in November 2020 for meditation. And then we went, I, I, it was so good. Me and my sales team leader, one of the three, we're just like, all right, let's go to another one. We went to another workshop. So 14 days of just straight meditation knowledge and doing breath work and doing that. And so, and then in December, we have our 1.2 million month up from 500K. Wow. Right now, you could argue market was up Black Friday deal we had a new offer you could argue all those points but i want to i want to like all of the variables could be right but you could be off and it still mess up mm. verse and, and it goes the same way all the variables could technically be wrong but because your energy is on point for some reason out of a fluke it's just like a lottery ticket you won mm. Okay. So, but, you know, in a sales environment, as it applies to, especially for entrepreneurs that are listening to this, you know, you're running a sales team, you're running an organization, the more coherent you are, the more present you're, you are with people, the more you can tune in and you're not like looking around at your screen whenever you're on a Zoom call with somebody and your heart's like palpitating and you're like, all right, uh, yeah, that, that, that's good. Or like, why did you fucking do that, man? And, you, you know, you're getting irritated at people and you're mm -hmm. sending like sly you know, Slack messages, or you have a thought throughout the day, like, I bet he's not going to do exactly what he said he was going to do. <laughs> I, I need to find a fucking replacement. Shit, man, I guess I'm not good at hiring. Like these thoughts culminate and it prevents you from getting the progress that you need. And if you can just wipe that slate clean and you could just be present, with it trickles down your organization. So that is the next one. Um, and well, it is the most profound and I've talked about this before and it's what gets people interested in meditation, right? Cause it's, it's like a little real life example of you. Ch I changed the way that my, my consistent thoughts were like things I was consistently thinking. And so we were able to generate new ideas in the spur of the moment. And because I was in this enhanced state of being like, instead of going from, you know, standard fighter to super, I, I went to super Saiyan three. Mm -hmm. and, and your powers expand plus the Kaioken times 10. So if you're familiar with Dragon Ball Z, that's just, you know, your fighting know abilities are, I don't know. are significant. I have no clue what you said. Uh, cause I no, okay. I know it's, I, I, <laughs> okay. I apologize to the listeners for that because I know some of you guys are disappointed right now because I said that. <laughs> but uh, for, for sure, man. Good, but your power um, levels increase, man. 100%, 100%. So. I've noticed that with myself as well. Um, recently, at least uh, once I finished my travels and came back, you know, adopting things into my day-to-day -day life that bring on like positive thoughts and just po more positive thoughts and um, almost like not suppressed, but 
you know, where I'm more aware of the negative as well. And, and I'm aware that, oh, it's just, it's just thoughts, you know? So like one, like even going, like you said, going to the gym, I started doing way more breath work, um, meditation as well. Even in the sauna, I, I do a lot of meditation in the sauna. Um, and awesome. even, yeah, at the gym, what I do is I don't even listen to music. Uh, even if it's a book I've listened to hundreds of times, I have like certain books that I just always listen to because them just speaking about certain topics, I realize just like makes it so throughout the day, I am thinking about those things as well, right? Versus like, yeah. man, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I, I realize some of these podcasts I'm listening to, all they do is complain. And even if it's comedy, they're, they're complaining. And, and in a way, like that's, you know, I'm seeing me doing the same thing, but versus like I'm listening, one of my favorite books to listen to at the gym is the magic of thinking big. And you know, all the chapters are about like having the right attitude, how to, you know, come back from failures, be good leader. And I'm noticing that, Oh, like when I'm listening to these things, like throughout the day, like my energy is higher because these are the types of thoughts I'm having, even when I'm not listening, you know? So I'm, I'm huge on just like raising your frequency and raising your energy. And even earlier in 2021, man, just listening to Joe Dispenza really helped me get out of like a dark place. Um, you know, just, just being aware of certain things, um, to touch on that, I guess, just ask you as well, even from my personal self, what are some other things that you do to always make sure that, you know, like, uh, your energy throughout the day is, is just on the higher frequency. Um, and also I'm pretty sure you still have those moments when you have, those times where you know negative thoughts may may come through and you might go into a little rabbit hole may, maybe maybe not right and how do you deal with times like that when it feels like shit, i can't even control like my thoughts you know or how i'm feeling overwhelmed yeah you know it's, it's cool you brought that up i was listening to a, a video that uh, you know iman gatsi put out about you know his depression period and mm -hmm. uh you know even had some even though he had some business success and he tried to meditate it away, he still kept, kept feeling yeah. terrible day in and day out. Um, first thing I'll say is like, and I'll, and I'll say another thing that he, that he said, you know, alcohol, weed, and then just getting nine hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep, or just really good quality sleep, investing in your sleep. I mean, that, that'll solve a lot of your challenges. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say the fourth thing I'd add to that is doing more walks and mm, interesting. walking interesting. in nature. Yes. Interesting. Connecting interesting. with nature. As much as you can, you will find, especially whenever you're not feeling right, because you're slowing your body down in a sense. You're getting your eyes are actually moving. Andrew Huberman talked about this on a podcast that when your eyes, how they move, can actually change your state of being. So, interesting. This is important for like monitor placement. If you're just looking down all the time, you're going to feel a certain way. But if you like look mm. left and right and you're always looking, and there's certain hypnosis tricks that, you, that that people do where they move your eyes around and it allows you to get into a more, uh, it relieves anxiety, right? That's one of the things that it can do for you. Um, but maybe restate your, your question because like on the days that I don't feel, on the days that I feel like I've fallen from grace, right? Which that is usually a sign I need to get realigned with my with my purpose okay and uh, or invest in getting on a call with somebody who could maybe remind me of what my purpose is mm -hmm. so uh if i want to overcome the monkey mind either breath and do the meditation like you need a fallback protocol i actually built this before whenever i had really bad anxiety i had to have a fallback protocol for whenever I fell from grace. Mm -hmm. So 
Well, when, the, when the so mission cool, I have to write that bus, down. <laughs> yeah. You need it. You need like you need it somewhere. You need like a on a piece of paper, but just fallback protocol. But yeah, I, I think the uh what was it, an AA or, or some of these addiction communities are like the first step towards healing is admitting that you have a problem or admitting right. that yeah, that that you have so you gotta humble yourself and pick it up and be like, okay, that's what I gotta go do. And then get right. down on it. Yeah. I, I like the I like the pro protocol approach. I never thought about that. Just having something that you kind of you know go on when you're feeling a certain way. Um, that's a pretty really implementing systems into your own personal life. I like that. I love that actually. Yeah, it can be yeah. more difficult. Like if you're broke and it's pretty apparent that you have no money and that nobody is willing to pay you money. Okay, being broke and having no money and then having a ton of people that want to pay you money. That's a different situation. You know, right. there's entrepreneurs that will go broke. They'll have zero in their bank account. I've been this, but you still have all, a bunch of case study and yeah. skills. And you could call up five people right now. And they would give you a high paying six figure job. Mm -hmm. Like, but, but, but a lot, but a lot of people are not in that position. So right. you have to like build up to that point. And then I think as an entrepreneur too, when you get to a certain level, it's just about reminding yourself of your greatness, but also at the same time, when you remind yourself of all the great things that you did, sometimes what comes up in the past is all the stuff that you fucked up on. And so it's like yeah. a balancing act. So I would I would argue, remind yourself of your greatness and then simultaneously create, like connect again with the vision of your future, which is mm -hmm. when I do walking meditations, that's what it's all about is connecting with that vision of the future and then walking as if it actually happened. Right. So, and I maybe I'd make focus on a specific event, like me and my family, going out to uh, Switzerland on an amazing ski trip and everybody is excited and having a great time and we're just in enjoying it. And then maybe it's another situation. It's me and uh, a lovely young lady. We're on a private beach and we're just doing X, Y, Z. And what's cool is I've had these experiences before and they feel really good. So I just tap back into them and I yeah. just accelerate it to another level. Like maybe I flew in, flew in there on a, on a private jet and it was just so, you know, effortless. And then maybe we just, I just got a notification that we fed, uh, you know, 10,000 people today at this at this food show, uh, you know, at, the, at this food drive or that we healed 10 people today of cancerous diseases through, you know, some of the work that we do and the meditation and, and, and the healing stuff. So just connecting with those thoughts, with those events can really get you out of your funk. So it's like walking in combination with that. And then sometimes walking while listening to somebody who's talking about a vision of a greater future helps as well mm, because maybe you don't have an idea of what the fuck your future wants to look like but this guy on the other end maybe via audiobook or via motivational video as cheesy as it sounds connecting just with that can pull you out of that funk mm -hmm. so just yeah. you know dro dropping some useful stuff there for you for sure um I, I think i learned some um that from a couple of my friends and also joe dispenza the whole uh you know the meditation just feeling you know like noticing how you would feel when you have i guess tapping into when you've achieved something you know like let's say it was like whatever goal like that you said like the private beach example and i've noticed like even yeah. in the past when i'm feeling down i try to oh i try to make scenarios like i'm like i'm you know feeling the way i feel knowing that i discovered something that will lead me towards like i just you know i, I have this what was it it was uh, what i used to do was i'm like all right right now i'm gonna feel as if 
I just figured out something that's, you know, that's going to lead me towards being the best version of myself. I'm not explaining it properly, but like, it's something like that where I'm like, shit, like everything's about to be good. And I, I just see my energy just increase, you know, I just feel so much more better. And even tapping yeah. into different times when I had those moments where I'm like, like I feel the growth coming and, you know, I'm fulfilled and I've, I had this momentum and I've always noticed that that always helped me make feel better, make me feel better and just kind of, um, you know, I don't know, attract those situations. That's a lot. That's what a lot of my friends say. What would you, what was, what would be your perspective on that? Like for doing these type of exercises and, you know, meditations. Yeah. If you're new to it, you definitely need to go to a class or a community, like a workshop, because especially if you're new to all this, your highest state of being, if you're listening to this right now on a walk, maybe you're in your highest state of being right now. You got to schedule it in and take action on that. Don't wait until you forget about it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's and they, they love they love to have the action all right uh it's not just to sit and be a monk because right. the thing about monk mode is when you do monk mode you have all this energy reservoir mm-hmm. great but now i gotta do something with it right and so how do you be you know the the gray or or, or you know gandalf right gandalf the, the white how <laughs> mm-hmm. do you how do you how do you step into your power fully and working with the people who have done it who have worked through these modalities who have done the 500 hours of breath work sessions that mm-hmm. can guide you through it and know exactly what you're going through right very very useful and, and if you're curious where to find these people there's cool facebook groups there's there's youtube channels and the gurus that talk about it on the youtube channels probably know what they talk about mm-hmm. i know a couple people you guys can hit me up about them and um yeah, yeah. Those, those on your I link mean, tree like, i, I saw shit. flow activation course is that is that yours or is that saw uh, some breathwork thing that you recommend I, I remember just i was just doing some you know browsing around your profile and saw that i want to uh, talk about that yeah it's a group out of uh california it's oh. ran by this guy uh, francisco and he runs a mortgage company uh pretty pretty decent sized mortgage company on top of that, though, he is helping activate entrepreneurs to realize the like the, the most uh, conscious version of themselves from a merchant perspective. So, conscious business, like just full full activation, and one of the ways he does that is through having these facilitations where breath work is involved. And so, there's a there's a book, a good one, I got it behind me. It's called the Gene Keys. Okay, and so. There's contemplation, meditation, and uh, what was the other one? Well, there's contemplation, there's meditation. Okay, there's a third one. I forgot about it. But that book, when you read a book, whenever you are listening to a podcast, you're listening to us right now, you're actually contemplating on what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so you're becoming aware of these concepts. And by bringing your awareness to it, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So it's like, no information is technically new. It all exists, you mm. know, in God or in the unified field or whatever you want to classify the reservoir of information of where, you know, it's coming in from. So I'm just tuning into new inf- or information right now. I'm dishing out through this medium and then you're tuning into it, the listener, and you're becoming aware of it and you're contemplating on the information that I'm giving you. And so it's, it's actually a very important spiritual practice. Because meditation, right. you're you're really just sitting there and listening. You're mm. listening and you're trying to not contemplate on thoughts. And, and and by the way, you still can use contemplation in meditation, 
that's where tuning into something comes into play. So it's like when you meditate, especially with dispenser stuff, say you want to contemplate on abundance and what that would feel like. All right. First, you got to clear everything out. You got to get the leaf blower and go and just clear all of the debris out of the way of all the thoughts. And you can, you know, do a nice breath where you squeeze your muscles and you slowly inhale and then you hold it at the top and then you do that for 10 straight minutes and it changes your brain chemistry. You can do that and then you just go into nothing, okay, into the blackness. And then maybe 30 minutes into the meditation, you start tuning into abundance. When you're in that brainwave state, is it possible that abundance could be very much more, like it, it could be very uh, visual and real and even more possibly real than the experience you're experiencing right now. Cause right now I'm, I have five senses that are active right now, mm -hmm. but if I calm my body down and I'm just like, I, ex I just focus on thought alone and I become thought alone. Is it possible that this abundance, this word and the meaning behind it and the emotion behind it, that it could overwhelm my body so much that I could just feel as if an abundant moment is happening to me right now. Mm hmm like receiving a big check right or getting the keys to a new whatever whatever feeling that is i could be experiencing it right now and that's all there's a formula to this there's a, actually a formula to this and yeah it's really cool once you start to go down the rabbit hole of it and uh it is the most useful the most succinct way to go about actualizing yourself i believe mm -hmm. and uh, Interesting. it's not called it's not a religion we just call it the work Right, right, yeah. right. Um, are there books? And I mean, I know you mentioned a Joe Dispenza. People love, you know, hearing book suggestions as well. I've I've learned something like this from I think a sim a book, Parallel Universe of Self. Um, are there some other? And you just uh, recommended the Gene Keys. Are there some other books and mm -hmm. courses or resources that you recommend people check out for what you were just talking about? Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, whoever's listening to this right now, if you are a content binger, like you could say that you listen to more than two hours worth of YouTube and podcasts in a day, then your best bet, especially if you're more of a listener than a reader, is to just get a playlist of the content that I'm talking about on top of the book, right? Mm -hmm. It helps. Becoming Supernatural is the audiobook that you need to be listening to, to get a grip of the whole story of how Dispenza came across this information we got hit by a, a dump truck, broke all of his spine, healed it and doing it for people. And then maybe you just need more proof. Like you understand the concepts, but you just need more proof. And so mm -hmm. I read books now that reinforce my belief. Right. But because like my critic is always challenging me. It's like, oh, this isn't going to work. It's not going to work for me. But there's countless testimonials out there of people talking about how meditation has changed their life. Right. And just, you know, tuning into a greater version of themselves. And so Dispenza has that on his YouTube channel. But there's also books about people who've had near death near death experiences, for example. There's a there's a there's a book called uh I don't know, just near death experience book, and you'll be able to find some. But they're basically cool stories of people who they wouldn't be able to gain anything from it if they gave the story and they were lying. But they all pretty much had the same life experiences after they died, if they did come if they did come back. Uh, they, they met some, you know, big being, they went down a tunnel and they met some big being or a bunch of beings. They got to see like their entire life review, life review. And they were able to see, wow, 
I probably shouldn't go. And maybe they love, they experience love to such a great degree that they, when they come back, they're actually pretty depressed because, wow, it feels like a cartoon right now versus real life where I just left. But mm-hmm. going from this right now to a cartoon, you, you can witness a sunset, you could experience a kiss, but it just, it, it isn't the same as becoming love itself, mm-hmm. becoming the all in all, which is where you went whenever you died. But for some right. reason, you sent you were sent back. So all these cool stories, it just helps because because atheists an atheist is just somebody who hasn't dove deep enough. If you have mm-hmm. conversation with people who have literally died and come back, you can get a pretty strong thesis of what life after death is for you. And then when you understand what happens after death, it probably makes you a bit better, wouldn't you think, at living life? As long as you're reminded that hey. It actually doesn't matter at the end. And despite what Hermosi says, we actually do go somewhere. We're not just in, in, into where we go somewhere. That somewhere is probably nothing, mm-hmm. but nothing is everything at the same time. So, and this has just been confirmed so much that I don't even have to argue with myself about it anymore. It's just a matter of remembering it because you can forget right. it and get down on yourself. And you're like, oh man, I'm down bad. And you got to remember, oh wait, I forgot about this, 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 and that. Eh, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and then you connect right. emotionally with that. So that way your body doesn't say, no, we're going to fucking die. No, we're not. And even if we do, don't worry about it. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's right, like this right. conversation you're having with your lower self and your higher self all the time. I've definitely, I've definitely felt that, man. I've definitely felt that. And you even got me curious on actually studying some near-death experiences I've never... I was just funny. I talked to my friend yesterday uh, who said like he had one of those. Um, he didn't really explain to me like how he felt. It was more like, oh, like, um, you know, it was like a medical thing that happened to him that could have killed him. And then how he started living yeah, life yes. differently. But I, I'm going to leave research deeper into like, I guess what you said, the near death experiences. Um, something that we touched on earlier or something you mentioned, uh, synchronicity. I would love to hear, yes. you know, how you define synchronicity and your perspective on it. Um, because um, I have my own thoughts on it, but I would love to kind of hear your perspectives. So a synchronicity is not necessarily something you look for. You're not Mm -hmm. looking for synchronicities. You are anticipating that you're going to feel a lot of synchronicities, but the specific synchronicity is not something that you're going to be able to necessarily generate. so it has to happen in a way that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. So you could tune into, for example, like I said, freedom. Because maybe you're stuck right now and you don't, you want to get unstuck. You want to feel this liberating freedom. And so you tune into a synchronicity that could happen in an unexpected way for more freedom to be in your life. Something could happen today, next week, depending on how long you tune into that. Randomly generated event. Because the universe is randomly generating events all the time. Mm-hmm. You just tune into it and it pops up. And check this out. There has been studies with monks meditating around a random generator computer. And they're able to affect the outcome of the numbers coming out of that that computer and in the work that we do at dispensa 
we would meditate on a specific color. Interesting. In this petri dish, apparently there's these cells that it, they can either have yeah, a fifty percent chance of going green, fifty percent chance of going red. I forget what the colors are. They basically tune into one color as a meditation, right? And then the petri dish would, I mean, it just it, it, it for the most part uh, more than the other color, the color that they meditated on overtook it. Interesting. So it affected the statistical probability, even though it was randomly generated. Right, right, right. Uh, how, how do you so, view like, oh, sorry, continue, continue, finish that, finish your thought, finish your thought. Oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. You can, you can continue. Um, th there's just, it's weird. It's serendipity. Um, you, you pretty much become a, start becoming a magnet. So when you do semen retention, right, you get uh, interesting things showing up. Or whenever you remove yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you could see the synchronicity. Like, oh, man, that's crazy. But maybe we're just unveiling like the way in which the universe actually works and we should just more so be in this mode of expecting. Right, right. Uh, I like that. Have you ever had like coincidences in your life? Let's say it doesn't have to be like, oh, you know, I want millions of dollars and now, um, you know, I'm going to get opportunities to do that, which, which happens sometimes. But I'm saying like when you think of something and that shit shows up right away, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you view those events? Or do you even, do you think those, you know, those type of things are significant or insignificant? I'm curious on your perspective on that, you know, um, to give an example, randomly, I was just thinking as I was coming out of the gym, I'm thinking about how, how I'm going to make a playlist of just hype songs and name it Alexander the Great. And then three streets down, as it's a red light, I'm stopping the guy's license plate, like the, the, the cover, it says Alexander the Great Inc. And I was like, that was so interesting. You know, I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm curious. Like, I wanted to ask you, like, how you view these events? Because I have my own perspective on it. But I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, if you even find them significant or you, you, don't, you don't pay mind to them or you just think they're coincidental. I'm curious. Yeah, I think they're all significant. Mm -hmm. Some more than others. But it's evidence. And you have to get appreciative and thing is, you will be appreciative automatically if mm -hmm. it is a real synchronicity. But whoa! Oh, for and sure. Awe—that's the emotion of awe. Yeah, for sure. But share, How share, share. Go ahead. What, yeah, what, I was what, gonna what, say what, like the perspective that I have with that, and I don't like, you know, for me, I just believe this as true, and even if it's not, it helps me in my life. But basically, whenever these things happen, I take it as a sign that everything is going the way it's supposed to, right? So I, I, I take this, I. I have convinced myself to believe that whenever I see these things, this is proof from the universe that things are just going the way that I want to. It's like a, almost a sign that I'm just in the right path. Right. Just helps me with like reassurance of like, you know, uh, reassurance of like, okay, like, you know, I'm doing what needs to get done to get to where I am. And like, also just helps me with the doubt side of things, I guess you can say. Right. Cause sometimes like, you know, it isn't 
a lot of things that we do is isn't really instant uh, isn't instant gratification right like bu building out a bunch of these things it's, it's not like you see results tomorrow sometimes it takes uh, weeks or months like even for me i came back from traveling gained a bit of weight you know the first month i've barely seen any progression so it can be somewhat like you know uh you can feel like down, like, shit, I didn't see the results because I guess we're so used to instant gratification and seeing, you know, doing things like this. But yeah, same with my work, anything else in life that I feel like I'm pursuing and progressing on. I just take whenever these things happen, I take that as a sign like, oh, you know, it's going the right way. But again, it, it might not even be true, but I've convinced myself for it to be true because me just thinking this way helps me. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're not delusional. You're doing mm -hmm. the you're doing the right. That's the formula, right? <laughs> um, there there was a uh, my ex girlfriend. Her aunt was diagnosed with cancer, and mm -hmm. she didn't even do meditations. She just literally did not accept her fate. She looked at the mirror. She's like, yeah. "I'm not gonna live the next two two months of my life that the doctor gave me as my expiration date, feeling as if I'm gonna die. Screw that!" And she told all of her family members, "Hey." Do not say anything about my condition. And if you do, I don't want to talk about it. I want to hear it. Nope, mm. doesn't exist. She emotionally rejected it. And she had a, uh, she was inspired, right? In that moment, she looked at the mirror. She was inspired with the vision of the future, which was her surviving, her just living life to mm. her, her best. And she woke up every single day just in that feeling, right? And what's cool is she probably had a corresponding thought that was like, well, if I die, it's probably not going to matter anyways. And maybe she just accepted that alongside with just ex also accepting that she could live through it. And it's in that acceptance that she was like, hey, everything's going to fucking work out. It's going to work out anyways. What right. am I worried about? Right. And you know, some cultures, death is not even like something that you dress up in black and be more, you know, Backs. mournful about. There's... I don't know if it's in Brazil or some some part of South America, but they do celebration. They yeah, say, oh, he's, with he's with eagles right now. He's flying with eagles right now. We're celebrating his life. It was an amazing yeah. man. That's and the perspective it's a very I have, man, when, when I die. When I die, that's the perspective I have. Like, yo, don't be sad. I went away. Just celebrate it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, That's that's very cool to hear, man. I, I feel like I've heard like a couple of stories like that as well. Um, you know, people using their belief and, and their thoughts um, and not letting limits, you know, they're not letting other people place limits on themselves and not placing limits on themselves and them breaking through. I don't know if it was in Joe Dispenza's book or someone, uh, they were talking about uh, someone's kid was born with a certain disease, but his father just didn't accept it. You know, all the doctors told him, okay, yeah, he's, he's going to live with this, but he was persistent for years and years and years. And um, I think they were able to come up with a solution or, you know, things, things worked out for them in the long run. And that's always cool to me. And that's always like a reminder to me to, you know, like just, man, for me, one thing I've learned, and, and this is mainly from psychedelics, I haven't shared this as much, um, experimenting with it. And, you know, if you want to touch on that, we can, we talk, we can talk about it. I don't know, you know, if you feel comfortable or not, but uh, I'll share with you my, my quick, uh, I guess, point on this, you know, with one of my experiences, I, I realized that exactly what you said almost right like life is all perspectives and also when you say like you know people's greatness i also like realize like people don't like people don't realize their greatness until they 
they realize the power that they have and their power is the choice, you know, the choice that they have. And, and choice goes down so deep into not just like what I do, like, oh, I chose to pick this up. But it's like how I think about certain things, you know. So like even with her, like she she had all the reasons to feel down and feel sad and feel negative. But instead, she chose the perspective of, you know, something that benefits her rather than hurts her. And this is one of the huge lessons I've learned in my life that's made me always feel better. You know, like, for example, I remember I was in Miami and then my laptop got water damaged, right? And I'm thinking, I'm like, I have all the reasons to like be mad right now. I lost my fucking laptop. I'm in a city I'm not, I don't even live in. I work online, you know, so I'm losing all my work. But what, how does that help me anyway? Like feeling down. It affects my work. Now my life experience is shitty because I'm just stressing and I'm just, you know, putting myself down versus, you know, new perspective. All right. Even if it's delusional, even if I'm forcing it, the new perspective is, hey, I get a new laptop. I get a new brand new laptop. Actually, you know what happened again <laughs> last month? That, that laptop got water damage to it. I got a new one. And, you know, it was like, it was, I just adopted, you know, it was, it was hard and it, it's hard. But sometimes I'm like, shit, even if I have to be delusional, I will rather choose a perspective that benefits me than hurts me, you know, because what are the benefits of just adopting and choosing a perspective um, that, that that will bring negatives into your life, right? So, yep. man, I, that's why I fucking love psychedelics because I, I, I don't even know how I would think of these type of things, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just kind of cool to hear two of the story. Yeah, it forces you out of the normal condition thinking into a different Oh, facts can be very useful um, for, for breaking you out of um, a funk. And 100%. I think it's, even, I think it's though more useful for you because you're aware of, you know, like what an iron mind is. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, the models in which to think, right. So that way you can have certainty about it. You know how you should be thinking Yo, conceptually. That's, that's a good point. That's a very good point. That's exactly how I felt. It was all these books I was reading, like Stoicism. Uh, my favorite book of all time is The Art of Living by Epictetus. You know, in this in this experience that I had, um, you know, it wasn't like, it was exactly what you said. It, it felt like as if Epictetus taught this to me. And then, you know, like these, these concepts like became, I internalized them, right? And I've learned as well, like there's a difference between learning something and internalizing it, right? Like someone can tell you, hey, yo, don't chase girls. You know, that's not the way to do it. But I feel like until you do it and then you experience that, you don't really internalize it maybe, you know, like or certain lessons where you kind of have to go through to not just understand it, but like internalize it. So so interesting that you mentioned that because I felt exactly what you said is like just these concepts become certainty that these things that you've been thinking like the dots connect finally there's no more like doubt on certain things that you're thinking yep yep it yep. solidifies it I want to uh, stress that for everybody who's considering psychedelics it's just it's so useful to go on like a content binge or a like go go to a workshop, learn to meditate, learn to do breath work before if you've never done psychedelics before, before you ever do it. You'll mm -hmm. just get more benefit out of it. And, and you'll be able to manage your trip a lot better as well. When it, say you do have your peaks and valleys, you'll know how to regulate your breath. You'll know how to still your mind, even underneath the, the influence of that. Because I, I took ayahuasca in 2017 and there was no a massive change yeah yeah it was in august of 2017 and then wow. i mean series of events happened i was out of oklahoma my oklahoma dorm room okay screwing around doing whatever 
in Ty Lopez's mansion teaching about chatbots from August to like February or January, February. So it's weird how stuff like that happens. And, and the ayahuasca, what it did for you guys, forgiveness. It just helped me process forgiveness for my mom and dad. Hmm. And so you feel a lot lighter. When you feel a lot lighter, when energy is liberated, you have the energy now to create. Because your thoughts are no longer going to the same th places that they were. You were able to create more coherent projects. Right. Instead of, yeah. Facts, stuff that man. Fails. Yeah, I'm. I've never done ayahuasca. Definitely something I want to. Uh, I would love to do in the future, not anytime soon. Uh, but you know, taking mushrooms, I've had some amazing. Like, like I said, I think something you mentioned earlier. You you plug out, you know, and and I felt that. I remember I was crying after because I'm like, shit, I'll never live life the same again. Like, I felt like I had, and it wasn't discovered. Like you said, it was just like strengthening my beliefs in these, you know, thinking models and concepts. And I remember like, damn, like I will never live life the same because like, man, the way. I, you know, the way I look at things, my perspective towards things just change. And every time I've done them ever since, and, you know, I love them so much, I don't do them too often. Um, <laughs> I, I do microdose though. Uh, but uh, what I've noticed has always been like a mental detox. And I get very, I get very clear on um, certain things. And it's always been like a change towards the right direction in my life. Again, I, I don't want to, you know, this is not like advice per se. This is just me sharing my experience. Do your own research. Even when I first discovered this, I did a bunch of my research in months before I, you know, even tried anything, but man, I'll tell you, I, I did mushrooms before I ever, ever, before I had, was ever drinking alcohol or even had touched weed like years and years before, you know, and I would definitely credit the way I think where I am, and certain perspectives that I have in my life that, you know, really make it where I have a better life experience to that. Um, and yeah, it's it's, um, it's dope, man. Ayahuasca. Was I remember it, was you it like telling me about that. Yeah, we talked about this at Jason's event. I remember, man. And I think then I had done it twice or three times. And it wasn't even, man, this one event, it was so profound that, you know, I have this thing that I've built up. I call it a visionary playbook, which is just kind of taking... Um, some in uh, some inspo from Sam Ovens Alchemy of Self and just kind of changing it to, you know, how I like it. And in there, I have a literally October 25th, that day written as born again as a new self, because it was that profound for me. Um, but definitely would love to do like a retreat. Is that what you did? Like go to somewhere in South America and did, did a retreat? I just went to Texas and there was a retreat. <laughs> That's true. A... <laughs> six hours down. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Got my boot on, got my my cowboy hat, no. went down, had some ayahuasca. Yep, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. The fake shaman. He's a good guy, though, but it's not a real shaman. Right. right. <laughs> Are they real or you're fake? All right. It's not a, but we still had good, he did, he good did the job, man. Yeah. A to B. You know, he got you from A to he B. Did it. You know what I'm saying? That's so yeah. jokes. Man. Yeah. Um, good music, good vomiting. Good time. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. One last thing I would share, uh, just to touch on what you said as well, man. And same thing. Sure. October, I think our business has done 15,000 in revenue that month. November, 56. December, 72. You know? And and it was because of I, I definitely credit it to that experience because my whole one of the main things I got out of it, out of I had I had gotten so many things. Like, bro, it was like I gained like five years worth of knowledge in one day, but and, I, and I've already shared so many of them, but one of them was as well was, you know, living life as the best version of myself every day because realizing that it's a choice, you know, like when I wake up, I choose if I live life as the best version of myself, you know, because I'm in control of myself and shit, man, just thinking that way and living life like that every day um, and even having, you know, just 
be, just being more uh, grateful for uh, my current situation. Because again, I, you know what? In that trip, I had a period of time where I looked at my my perspective towards my life was that I my life sucks, you know? Oh, I'm I'm gonna wake up again tomorrow. Live this, you know. It's gonna be mundane. My business is failing. Blah blah blah. This that. My relationship. All this, right? But then I remember something switched, and it was actually what you talked about, bro. Like the or what you said earlier, like just love. You know, it sounds weird, but just thinking about the concept of love and um, unconditional love, like you know, and in thinking people in my life that show me true love without attachments, right? That got me out of that funk, and I started looking at my life and like, oh shit, I'm 20 years old. I'm in fucking Miami. I don't really have to go to school again. I don't have to work a job. I come from a village in Nepal. I'm like, oh shit, you know. I was like, again, perspective. Same span of 30 minutes. I'm looking at my life like my life sucks, and now I'm looking at my life like I'm the luckiest guy alive. Like, what the fuck? Turn your pain into power. Yeah, man, and 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 you know, I'm glad we got to touch on this because I haven't shared it as much but that was very profound and for me like you know those lessons on perspective choices and all that they, they definitely help um you know I, I know man even when we connected uh you you said you you want to talk about breath work you've already touched on breath work here as well i got um not introduced oh uh, yeah actually the, my introduction to breath work was through my friend who showed me the wim hof method and i've been showing my friends that as well and they literally tell me like this like this is a life hack you know so I know other than presence and, you know, being more conscious as, as an entrepreneur, like what are some other benefits that you have um, noticed with breath work and what kind of breath work you actually do? Uh, and on top of that as well, after you can talk about, because um, I feel like you are someone that, you know, focuses on self-development growth. What are some other things that you've done a along with breath work? You know, I know you mentioned meditation, other things that have definitely helped you, you know, progress towards the be the better version of you. Um, but yeah, but let's just start with the breath work, man. You know, how, how's that been? How's, how, how has that experience been for you ever since you discovered it and been doing it consistently? Yep. Been pretty useful. There's this necklace that I wear and I exhale slowly for 10 seconds, uh, through this little tube and it's called, a, it's called a Kamuso. It's based off of these Japanese monks that would meditate by exhaling through these, uh, these flutes. And so the act of exhaling for 10 seconds and just slowly inhaling through the nose, it's calmed your body down, especially it's especially useful when I'm on calls and I need mm -hmm. to calm my nervous system down a bit because you can get experience some zoom fatigue uh, or I'm in public transport and it's just very high frequency, very, when I say high frequency, I mean like ding, 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 you know, just very uh, mechanic, mechanical I feel like I'm a cattle, right? And I just want to be present in the moment. So slowly exhaling all the way from the uh, the lower belly and just like pushing all that out. Incredibly useful. Also in sex too. Like whenever you can get your breath synchronized with, you can play with it for a bit, like synchronized with your partner, your breath, uh, or just breathing, um, uh, and maybe not even like penetrating it, but just like sitting down and like holding each other and then breathing with each other, that creates a better experience. I mean, for anybody that's interested in that and you have a partner, you go learn about Tantra and just some simple stuff from that can enhance your sex life. Uh, but I'm I'm even more so moving in after learning what I'm learning about energy. I'm considering, you know, celibacy, taking a approach to uh sex where like that doesn't mean i'm not having sex it just means that i'm not e ejaculating um which that's not technically celibacy but 
It's like <laughs> when I get with when, when I get with uh, with a partner, and also just seeing you know the people that I that I do choose to be with, like reconsidering that big time because of the energetic impl- implications, right? And uh, just exercising more control over that side of myself, and wow, respectful man, letting the divine flourish, letting the life force flourish, because I, I I have yet to have a moment in my life where I've gone more than a month without ejaculating. And I want to see what that looks like. So you haven't. I want to see... No, I haven't. Um, other than like the first time that I mas- I masturbated like 12 years old, right? Or whatever, whatever year it was, 12, 11. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just learned so much about life force energy cultivation. It's, it's either, it's either me or it's, or it's a chick. And it's been like that for, I'm 24, for over a decade. Wow. So what would happen if I just let that sit there? Especially pre, what, I, what I know now about energy, and I'm in healing groups where we are healing people from a remote setting. And uh, you can heal people like when they're right next to you too. But from a remote setting, it's a little bit, little bit different and uh basically if i meditate and the person that's getting in the healing meditates at the same time there is like this connection that happens Mm -hmm. and they're able to achieve some healing benefits from that but check it out even if i don't reach them just them having the thought that somebody is making the effort to heal them and that it might work then that belief even if it's placebo, will work. And so we do this. Like I do this almost every single day. There's a, there's a, a telegram group I'm in with all these amazing people from the Joe Dispenza community where we do this remote coherence healing. And it's just a reminder, like show up and then give life to life and then watch your own life and your energy. Where are you spending that? Right. Are you Man. putting people down? Are you just being a, you know, demonic entity <laughs> are you are you making use of of it to uh uh to wake people up and to, to heal hearts to hell yeah man achieve wholeness you, you mentioned some amazing things there bro and one of my friends I'm not gonna you know air him out in his business but he's made me aware of exactly that a couple of things there one on the whole celibacy and sex thing you know because we've had this conversation as well where he has a girlfriend and you know he's he is talking about like achieving orgasm and, and and basically like, yeah, achieving orgasm through energy without necessarily ejaculating and, you know, just feeling, yes. feeling, I guess that connection, you know, like, he explained it in a better way, but I know exactly what you're talking about, man. When you say you're not going to ejaculate, but you know, still I, my friend had talked to me about this and it didn't make sense to me then, but once he explained it to me, I'm like, oh, it, it does make sense. You know, it does make sense. And on the second part, man, I've done that before. It was the same friend. Um, I think he was doing, he would do these uh, live energy sessions with his mentor. And he would tell me, he's like, you know, you don't need to listen to anything. She just said, just lay down in your breath. And I forgot what he told me, but he said, just say that, oh, I'm accepting thing from whatever the lady's name was, something like that. And I just laid down for 30 minutes, but it was so funny. It was exactly what you said. Just knowing that someone is technically working on me and she would you know she would host these calls and she would you know say these things and then he'll heal people and and I, i've done stuff like that and and i have noticed a difference in how i feel so it, it's it's just cool 
and even you know just getting on this podcast today for me was almost like a reassurance to focus on this more because in my in the day-to-day life and like the, the hustle bustle culture sometimes that i get i get engaged in it's it's easy to forget about this but man i don't know you made it a point for me to be extra aware and just um make sure i'm involving this in my routine and being very aware of it and just kind of you know being more consistent with it so i, I appreciate you for this man um but yeah man we talked about a lot of things today man and and, and I know, you know, um, we could talk about business and, and a lot of things, but I'm, I'm glad we talked about this, you know, and well, what's good is that we can save all the business talk and anything else that we have to talk about for when I come in person. I definitely, I told Hayden, I'm going to come to Puerto Rico whenever they're there. And uh, what's crazy is the the, th- the three people you knew in Puerto Rico, those are, they're all really good friends of mine. So I've always wanted to visit them as well. So hopefully we get to see each other in person and, uh, you know, make an oh, in-person man, video as well. That that would be so awesome. But before we end this, man, is there any additional thoughts or anything you want, else you want to say? Um, I want to make sure to put your socials below and all, but anything else regarding uh, anything else other than that? Yeah. So there's this quote, I think Mosey said it or Mosey. After you've solved all the problems that money can solve, you're left with problems that money can't solve. So I thought, well, hey, that's going to be most of my life because I'm going to solve my money problems pretty, like in my 20s. Why don't I get a head start on the problems mm. that money can't solve? And that takes something else to solve. So think about that. I like that. I like put that. that. I like that head that, start part. Spread that on your toast and, 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 t- and take a bite out of that. I like that. I, like that. I, don't, I don't. I don't eat bread, but let's get it. <laughs> We're carnivore over here. All right, <laughs> liver, Keto. liver king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yo, yeah, king that, Keto. Spread that liver. Shout out man. to him. Shout out, shout out, King Keto the goat, man. Shout out, King Keto the goat. But for everybody listening, thank you so much. Follow Blake on his socials down below. Appreciate you guys for listening. I hope you guys really enjoyed this one because, man, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this one. Just asking you question, uh, questions, getting your perspectives on things. And I'm glad that we got to catch up after a good while. But, guys, uh, thank you again for listening to this episode of Keeping It Real. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.